Praise the Lord. Now, while we open to Luke chapter 18, verse 9 to 14, I will read from here um, again. Uh, I want to encourage all the mothers in the house. I want you to know that God loves you and your husband loves you. I want your heart to continue to be single on the law. Uh, do not allow anything at all to make you stray out of the way of the law. Yes, um, I want you to know that you are very special in the hand of God and you are very special in the hand of your husband. So let your mind be at rest. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor in Jesus' name. Amen. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus. No woman will take your place on the day of glory. Amen. No woman, no woman will take your place in the name of Jesus. Amen. Numbers of your days you will fulfill in the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. I will be well with you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless, you. God bless you, mothers. We appreciate you. You are doing an awesome job. You are doing an awesome job. Keep loving Jesus. Keep looking unto him and he will perfect that which concerns you and your heart desire. Now, Luke chapter 18, <clears throat> I read from verse 9 to 14. And he spake this parable unto certain which, which trusted in themselves. Don't trust in yourself. Don't trust in yourself that they were, they were righteous and despised others. Please don't trust in yourself. Please don't... Uh, don't uh, don't give yourself, don't boast of your righteousness. The Bible says that our righteousness is but like a few derived before God. So we are we are all we are who we are by the grace of God. Uh, and now, okay, now if I will use this medium to even uh, to let you know. Now, by the grace of God, our monthly legal services, uh, the team is grace. Paul says something. He said, I am what I am by the grace of God. So, you know, this word now just, you know, uh, trigger that. So, March Oligo service is grace. Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God. So, don't boast of righteousness. Don't, don't despise order. Verse 10 said, two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other Men ah, look at that statement. That's a word of arrogance. That's a word of pride. That's a word of you know of a man that is full of himself. Now, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this public. Maybe the person is passing, they look like this. I am not better, I'm not like her, I'm better than her anyway. I'm, I, you know, I'm wiser than anyway. I should, you know, verse 12, I fast twice that daily. I fast, I mean, if I fast uh, twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess. Look at that uh, credentials. He fasted twice in the week. He gave tithes of all. And the publican standing afar would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Somebody told, you know, uh, messaged me recently. And out of many of the messages, there was something important that the, the, this person draw that relates to this. The person said he doesn't want to be familiar with God and with the and with God's servant. 
And I said, God will bless you for that. Where am I going? The Pharisee and the publican. You see, for us that are, oh, we pray always, we are now enjoying grace. There is tendency for us to be too familiar with God or maybe servant. Do you know that? That's why Christ, uh, you know, Jesus Christ will say something important always. He said, the children of this world, they are wiser than the children of life. How is that possible? How is that possible? Because they engage, you see, if a sinner comes to God, how would they come? A humble heart. But to the one that God has saved for some time now, ah, uh, there's no big deal. Why would pastor say we should need that anyway? That's fine. That's fine, you know. Can you see the difference? It is familiarity. My prayer is that you will not be too familiar with God to the point you are not taking his word serious. You will not be too familiar even with his servant, send servant, to the point that you are not taking their word serious in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, brethren, the Pharisee, look at me, the publican, standing afar off, will not lift up so much as his eyes unto him. He, can't, he was even ashamed to look up. He can't even look like this. He was ashamed. And then what happened? But smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. When was the last time you prayed like that? When you are praying, I don't you put your hand in your pocket. You cross your leg. Or you achieve something in your mouth. Uh, you must fear God. The, the, the publican could not even, his, you know, his position was, was, he was ashamed. He felt remorseful. He felt, you know, the all of God, you know, was, was just so much that he said, Lord, how can I look at you? Look at the sins I've committed. Lord, be merciful unto me. And the Bible tells us in verse 14, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified. You know what that justification means? It means that he went home receiving answers to his prayer. Justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself, can you see that? Shall be abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Brethren, this morning, yesterday the Lord brought his word to us on the subject, acceptable prayers and fasting. And from the case study that the Lord brought to us yesterday, in the book of Matthew chapter 6, from verse 5 to 18, they're also talking about prayer and fasting. There were a few things that what we, what your prayer, what will make your prayer to be acceptable in the sight of what does an acceptable prayer and fasting entail? We mentioned that it entails praises, thanksgiving, and adoration to God. It entails praying according to the will of God. And we mentioned what the will of God are. And so this morning, now, also number three, what does acceptable prayer and fasting entail? It entails forgiveness. That's one of the points from that yesterday's study. And then we'll talk about this one briefly. It entails forgiving others. It entails forgiving others. Now, forgiveness. You see, forgiveness simply means 
letting go of past mistakes, letting go of past errors. If I tell you one thing, forgiveness entails giving people allowances, giving people allowance. That means don't, don't be too quick to judge. In fact, Jesus Christ said, why are you judging? You shouldn't even judge. You are not God. Now, he said, before you begin to judge, remove the, the, the log that is in your own eyes. And that is what we do. That is what Christians do. But we are not supposed to be doing that. We are not supposed to be the one judging others. Say, ah, you don't know what he has done. He even saw me yesterday. He didn't greet me. And who are you? If he didn't greet you, what is the big deal? Uh, do you know what they did to Jesus Christ? They did so many, uh, you know, despiseful things, disgraceful things to Jesus. You say, oh, he was, you know, ignoring me, keeping malice. Play your own part. So forgiveness means, for, you know, letting go of past mistakes and error that people have committed against you. Uh, do you know that um, it is very easy to forgive people outside than people, than people in your house? Do you know? The devil makes it so, such a way that you see, you will see people say, ah, God bless, they are nice outside, but the people in their house, they did not forgive them. That is not the will of God. It should begin from your home, not just members of your household, everyone, their colleagues, their colleagues, maybe perhaps by your, by your wonderful accent. Now, maybe somebody have told you you had accent as a colleague you are talking, and then, you know, don't pick offense, don't hold it against them, no. That's, that's not a big deal. That's not new. Yes, that's not new. You, you know, you have a beautiful accent, by the way. Now, so letting go of the errors, of the mistakes of the people or that people have committed against you in the past. The truth is this, is that Luke chapter 17, I mean, that, that tells us in verse 1, Jesus Christ said offenses will come. What does that mean? For as long as we are in this flesh, there might be occasion where we step on each other's toes. It could be in the words of our mouth. It could be in the words of our mouth. It could be in the steps that you take. It could be maybe you even have a pure heart. Maybe you have something good in mind and so on because we are human. For as long as we are in this flesh, you know, there's that tendency to think like human. And the human part of man is that part that we want to pick offense. Now, it also means letting go of the heart. You see, some people are wounded internally. They are wounded internally. They are sick internally. Physically, they may dress gorgeous. They may look, oh, you know, beautiful, arrogant, you know, describe it. But I tell you, internally, they are wounded. The solution is to forgive anyone that has offended you. Husband, forgive your wife. Wives, forgive your husband so that your prayers may not be in that, both of you particularly the man. Now, also, children, parents, forgive your children. Children, in turn, also forgive your parents. Forgive your friends. Now, as Christians, we are not supposed to be mean to each other. We are not supposed to be mean. You know, I heard somebody say, say the meanest people are in church. That is not a good statement. We are supposed to be the kindest people on earth. We are supposed to be the most wonderful people on earth. We're supposed to be the most awesome people on earth. We're supposed to be the, the most, you know, excellent people on earth, not the other way around. So why? Because of petty, 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 petty things. Oh, he did this yesterday. 
Oh, she said this yesterday. Oh, he did this yesterday. And, and we read many. When you begin to read many to everything, you begin to pick offense unnecessarily. You see, you must learn to find out what is true. You heard somebody say something about you. Find out what is true. You heard that this person did this something and he is against you. Find out what is true. Let go of the horse so that your prayers are not hindered. For your prayer to be acceptable, you must learn to forgive others. Why? Because God forgive you. You were also a chief sinner. You were a chief sinner. You knew what you have done to God before. You know how he saved you. So why then are you condemning others if God has not condemned you? So we must see forgiveness means seeing people from the eyes of Christ. How will Christ see people? A sinner. Christ see them as somebody that will repent and come to God. Christ see them as great evangelists. We must see ourselves that way. Even when, when we are hurt, when we are offended by any way, don't allow anything to hinder your prayer. I pray bitterness, unforgiveness will not hinder your prayer in these 14 days of wonders. In the mighty name of Jesus. So see people from the eyes of Christ. Love people genuinely. Don't fake it. Love people genuinely. And when you love people genuinely, you see people we know. You yourself, you know. Don't fake it. Don't fake it. Love people genuinely. And the Lord will answer your prayer in the name of Jesus. Also from this scripture, Luke chapter 18 from verse 9 to 14. What are we saying? We are saying that, <clears throat> number four, for your prayers to be acceptable and your fasting to be acceptable in this special moment, you must be humble. A man that is full of himself cannot receive anything from God. A woman that is full of herself cannot receive anything from God. Some people are so full of themselves. They carry themselves with dignity and they bring the same attitude to God. When it is time for prayer, they can't humble themselves. That is not the life we are to put on. The book of Colossians says, put off this old thing and put on the new virtues. What are those things? Humility. You Before you came into Christ, don't be saying, ah, I remember who I was. If not for Jesus, I know what I will have done to you. I tell you, if those statements are still flying through your mind and through your mouth, it's a sign that you need to check your salvation, whether you're actually born again or not. Because there is nothing good in your past and in your past life, in your old life, in the nature of sin that you want to reference. Is it that you want to reference that you used to get angry and you cause trouble? Is that the life you want to put back on? God forbid. Tell your neighbor, God forbid. Or mute your device and say, God forbid. God forbid. Or mute your device and say, God forbid. God forbid. Amen. God forbid. So please stop referencing your old life. Stop referencing the life of sin that you have left behind at Calvary. Don't pick it up again. Ah, don't say if not for Jesus. I know what I can do to him. She's not my mate. He's not my mate anyway. No, we Christians don't talk like that. People who have, you know, who have put on Christ, they, they put on the nature of humility. So if maybe before you were born again, you are very full of yourself. Now that you are born again, one of the demands is that you become humble before God and before men. The, 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 the publican, 
the Bible said, standing afar off will not lift up so much his eyes unto heaven. And lastly, the Bible tells us in the book of Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles, <clears throat> chapter seven, verse fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble, humble, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. How do you know if you are humble? Well, one way you will know is through the words of your mouth. If you want to know if you have, if you have that spirit of humility, find that from the way you speak. Assess your own words. How do you know you are humble? By the way you walk. By the way you pray. By the things that you say by your actions, by your disposition. It shows whether you are humble or not. Brethren, God gives grace to the humble, but he what? He resists. He pulled down the proud. Brethren, let us learn to humble ourselves. He says, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and heal their land. Wives, humble yourself to your husband. Children, humble yourself to your parent. Humble yourself. Together, we must humble ourselves before the Lord if we want our prayers to be acceptable. I want you to bow down your head this morning and pray. Now, what is your first prayer point? By now, if you have been joining us as a family, you will know that for a long time, you start with thanksgiving. Father, I thank you for sending your word unto me this wonderful day. Go ahead, lift up your voices, wherever you may be. Go ahead, lift up your voices. Father, I thank you for your word that you have brought unto me this morning. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. If you are here this morning, you are still full of yourself. If you are here this morning, you are said, oh, no, 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 I can't humble myself. You, you don't have the nature of Christ. That is what it means. And anyone with that nature cannot make heaven. It takes humble people to make heaven. Jesus Christ is coming back again. He loves you. There is nothing you are doing with pride. Honestly, there's nothing you are doing with that bitterness, that unforgiveness in your heart. You need Jesus in your heart. When Jesus comes into your life, then he takes away all that old lifestyle and gives you a brand new life. So you are here this morning. You are not born again. I want to raise your hand to Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning as sinner. Please forgive me my sins. I know I've offended you. I know I've wronged you. Please forgive me my sins. Lord Jesus, please remove pride from my heart. Lord Jesus, please remove sin from my heart. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Help me to be humble before you and before all men. Lord, I pray as many that have prayed this prayer, forgive them their sins. Write their name in the book of life. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given time. Shout a big hallelujah. You are going to pray. You are going to say, Father, anyone that may have offended me in the past, I want you to please unmute your devices and say, Father, anyone that may have offended me in the past, forgive and let go. I forgive and I let go totally. Anyone that might have me in the past, I forgive and I let go. Maybe your brothers have offended you. Maybe your siblings. Maybe your friend. Maybe your spouse. Maybe your children. Maybe that neighbor. Maybe your colleagues. Maybe anybody. Maybe your boss at work. I forgive. I let go. In the name of Jesus, we won't can nobody can take a bitterness to heaven. In the name of Jesus, there's no person in heaven. Father, anyone that may have offended me in this season of fasting and prayer and for the rest of my life, help me to, to forgive. Help me, Lord. I forgive. I let go. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. And second to the last prayer, you are going to pray and say, in the name of Jesus, I embrace the spirit that is in Christ. I embrace the spirit of humility. Overwhelm me in the name of Jesus. Make that your prayer. We all need to be humble before God and before man. God speaks in the book, in fact, is one of the Beatitudes. Apostle James talked about it. Apostle Paul talked about it. Isaiah talked about it. Uh, you know, the, the writer of the second book of Chronicles, uh, you know, virtually all the chapters in the Bible talks about humility. Humility, he tells you, is very important. Father, I am free. I receive the spirit that is in Christ, the spirit of humility. The Bible says that we should be, let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2 verse 5. Lord Jesus, help me to be humble before you and before all men. In Jesus' mighty name, we are friends. Lastly, you can mute your devices. What do you want God to do for you in the next few minutes? Lift up your voice and continue to pray and appreciate him for answer prayer. Father, we thank you for answer to all our prayer. In Jesus' most powerful name, we are prayed. King of kings, Lord of lords, I want to thank you for this special morning. Your children have gathered unto you to pray. 
like the way the apostles would go into the temple early in the morning to pray. And you are, you are true to your word. You said, they that seek you early will find you. Early in the morning will I lift up my voice unto God. And I know that you always hear us. We are grateful for your word again this morning and all the prayers that have been offered. You know your children. You love them. You have great plans for them. I pray this morning, Father, let this word bear fruit in the heart of your children. Is anyone that might have had a long time hurt, bitterness, pain inside, or that is somebody, anyone that is wounded internally, either somebody chill tell them, either because their property has been taken away, or they you know somebody have offended them in one way or the other. This morning, Lord, let this word bear fruit in the heart of your children. Let total forgiveness begin to take place from now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I lift up all your children before you. Please, Lord, including myself, please help each one of us to come to be humble before you and before all men. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we reject our old lifestyle of sin. We will never go back to the life of sin. We will never embrace the life of sin anymore. There's nothing good in sin and we reject the old life. But we embrace the life that is in Christ Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you because you have answered us. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. God said I should congratulate you. Congratulations. 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 Congratulations to every one of you. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to thank God for your life. Continue to be steadfast. You are doing a good thing. If you are praying, you are doing a good thing. Don't give up praying. Your miracle is around the corner. Your miracle is around. And these 14 days of wonders, something's wonderful must break forth in your destiny. In the mighty name.